Yeah, hi, Neil Brennan here, guys. You, we've been gone for a while. We fucked up. No, no good excuse. We just straight up fucked up. Uh, anyway, my my uh, dates. I'm going to be October 23 and 24. I'm going to be at the Punchline in San Francisco. Come fuck with me there for real. And then uh, November 9th, I'm going to be in Chicago at the Hideout. So come fuck with me in Chicago. Chicago, I see that you listen. So come fuck with me. Yo, it's Moshe Kasher. It's the champs once again. Uh, look, Doug Pound is in Australia. We've been waiting on him to come back. He's stuck in the outback. That's why we've had a bit of a gap. But we went ahead and charged fourth. We're going to do this. You can fuck with me uh, coming up. I, I'm writing on the new normal, so keep watching it. I'll be on Chelsea lately uh, this upcoming Wednesday. And uh, also I'll be at the Punchline December 19th through the 22nd. So you can come fuck with me there. Uh, love you guys. And we're ready to start the champs. You love them. Yeah, I love them all. Each, each one of them. John Sally's got nothing to promote. He, quote unquote, is going to do promo throughout the show. Well, speaking yeah. of the show, let's start it. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, you're fucking with the champs once again. It's your favorite podcast with a little bit of a delay. We are so excited to be here once again in Hollywood, California, recording. Another exciting episode. Uh, Neil, did you have something to say? You have a very nice blouse on, by the way. Thank today. you very it's much. It's a beautiful blouse. Thank you so much. You're wearing you, the new style for guys is like little boy. You can't move around in those shirts. Oh, this You're is a, a fitted button down. Extra medium, man. But I, but I, I, I look good. No, you do. You look good as fuck. Thank you. so Don't much. Don't sell yourself short. No. I just, I've been trying to wear those, and I just feel like I can't. Constricted. I like the shadow box. Everybody knows that. <laughs> guys, do you like sports? Yes. Didn't think so. Do you like movies? Thought so. This next guy, our guest today, is uh, he's known, he's really known for basketball. And uh, and he's also known for, uh, he's been in a couple of movies. But he's a world champion how many times? Four. Four times. That's a lot of times. Yes. <laughs> That's four more times than either of us have been world champion. Yeah. How many times, where are you on like the all time? That's got to be pretty, you got to be in like the top. 50 or something of type all. greatest yes i agree with you are you in the are you all right let's introduce his name? his name his name his fucking name is john sally it's john, sally, john spider sally yeah. yes What's john up? spider sally yes john, i really like this yeah it's really stupid and that is a medium that is definitely a tight show. i'm white dude what do you yeah. want what do you want yes. from me <laughs> it <is> show it <laughs> off friday <laughs> <laughs> Look at Neil's shirt. It's this literally is a straight up baby shirt. His blouse is hugging his body. <laughs> straight up. Like every curve you can see. Yeah. But I wanted you to see what I what I'm rocking. You have right a beautiful now. body. I'm going with the Adam <laughs> Levine from Maroon Five. <laughs> where it's all tight baby shirts. Um uh, all right, so John Sally, I'll tell you, I've actually we have a history, which we we'll get into. Um the first time I became acquainted with you How was your sister. There was a Sports Illustrated article about you and Mark Price, I believe, <laughs> when you were going to Georgia Tech. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I Must do. Must have been a huge fucking deal for you. Yep. 17-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. You were sitting on the train or near the subway or something? Yeah, sitting on, and we're going to, I'm going down to, that was called Bobby Crimmins uh, Subway. So he oh, was Bobby Crimmins had his own subway? In a way. He came to New York. He got Stefan. He got <laughs> Kenny Anderson. He came to New York and he said, "I'm gonna put you on a train to Atlanta." So that was the, that was the shot. And Mark was was sitting out in the field because he was a country boy, and we were going to Atlanta. What year was that? 1982. God, I'm fucking old. I remember the picture like it was like it uh -oh. was yesterday. 
Yeah, no. Well, I want to talk about old as well. Yes. Um, all right. So then you go to Georgia Tech, and you were you and Mark Price played together. Played together. We went from the worst team in the ACC and the NCAA, and became the number one team in the country three years later in 1985. And then we lost the first game to Michigan, which destroys it. Uh, so it like it was all null and void. It was, yeah, it's like, but you get the number one rating, and you get that you get your picture in Sports Illustrated. They put him and Bruce Darrenbaugh on the cover though, which really with Cheryl Miller, and she was a better player than both of them. So listen, we have a couple different demographics of people that listen to this show. Some of them are sports fans, and some of them are people that look like me. So for the people that look like me, I don't have any fucking clue what they're talking about either. I don't know who Cheryl Miller is. I don't know what an N, I, a NCAA... Let them know that me and John are just grinning at each other like a couple like, of look fucking at, men. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, what is it? Isn't manhood excellent, John? Yeah, oh, this is my shit, they're man. They're literally pounding their man. I love the new, the real new normal. <laughs> <laughs> that is his shit, John. Yes, you how do I get first. on that show? You heard here first. John Sally's a big fan of the oh, new normal. I'm a huge fan, and... Uh, I'm Ellen, just, Ellen, what's her name? Ellen Barkin. Really? Get it. All of the rest of America wanting to say half the shit you guys are allowed to say. I can't believe he what you're allowed to He actually likes the new watch. normal. I really do. Oh, you really do? Oh, I thought you were I really fucking do. with me. No, oh, cool. I Thank do. You. And I, I like the fact, and uh, Ryan, after doing Glee, I like Glee too, only because I like the fact that when you're an actor, you have to be able to sing, dance, and and act. I like that kind of actor. Right. Just to let you know. Like a Fred Astaire type of person. You like what kind of act? You One like, that can do it all. Like, so you like Ryan at, at Ryan Murphy as a guy who can I like write. who can write it. And let me tell you, the, the new normal, why it's funny, is literally all they do is say as many things they can possibly say about gay people. And that just means that gay people are okay with being laughed at, unlike black folks. Right. You know, even when Keenan was doing it, they were like, man, you shouldn't put that on TV. Yeah. Why'd you say that about Jamaicans? <laughs> I just like that. You know, they don't say they don't care. They don't care that you laugh at us. We got the, you know, we got the gay well, the mafia gay, the here. Well, the gays are having a great time as well. Nobody's having more fun than gay men uh, on earth. <laughs> well, gay, I am. You might, you're, yeah, but a black dude, no, black a, former uh, NBA uh, players. Yes. <laughs> yes. Former no. NBA players. That's right. And Eight. actual, and, and no. like, yeah, rich black dude. A, heteros <laughs> a heterosexual NBA, black NBA player. Has a basically the same sex life uh, and yes. activity as a gay man. Just yes. Let's median. get into that because I, I don't know if this. Is, I heard yeah. somebody told me that you used to do that. I heard I and I quote you on this all the time, and I probably shouldn't. That when NBA players are going on the road, when they when they're kissing their wife goodbye, they have to contain a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about all the pussy they're going to be doing. Uh, <laughs> so I've been attributing that to funny. you for years, whether uh, it's true or not. I don't know. It's funny. I've been married 19 years, and my wife says, I need double points because I live in Los Angeles, and triple points because his ass is an NBA player. And they say, married 19 years. She goes, I've been married 19 years. I don't know how long he's been trying. Uh, it, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, she just knows I'm an asshole. You know what else is hilarious? And she doesn't get upset about the fact that you're – that you may or may not be running around. Nobody will ever know. What else is hilarious is that we've had like dozens of uh, married men on this show, dozens of married black men. We have never had a person wearing a wedding ring, including today. No, no I got a tattoo. <laughs> Mine is different. Oh, oh you do actually have that, a tattoo? Yeah. Oh, do girls uh, push up your cuff at the bar just to well, make sure you have, don't have I a tattoo? I make the whole start at my feet so they see it as they go up. <laughs> 
I don't know how y'all do it. That makes the hose that's, start that's, at his feet. You know, that, that, is is, the, that is maybe the pimpiest thing I've heard <laughs> in a long, long time. These hoes starts at my feet. Oh, you need to start down at my feet. Um, no, but you, so you don't. So the thing with your wife is just. I don't wear jewelry. I think jewelry is for women anyway. I agree. Oh, t- totally agreed. Right. And so I didn't wish I wouldn't, I won my championship ring for a year. But that's woman shit. Even a championship and I, so I kept saying, I say the way. same thing. You see, <laughs> everybody <laughs> was calling you a bitch behind your back. Yeah. Hey, look at this bitch with an NBA championship ring. ring. I know. Uh, all right. So, so let's so, talk about all the products that I came to. No, nah, yeah. fuck that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we're going to do it. All right. So you Planters. were, you were six, 10 in high school. No, man, I was six, six in high school. Okay. Well, how tall are you now? Um, I'm six eleven and three quarters. Mm-hmm. I went to college at six nine. What's I your grew dick game in college? Like? Oh my god! Is your dick uh, game bananas? Way better than both of you guys' tongue game. So imagine how good my wait, dick game. I don't wait, eat, first I don't of all, pussy. you're, ta- you're Yo, saying something. Uh-uh. I think saying something about black dudes not eating pussy. No, no, no. I'm saying that my dick game is as good as both of you guys' tongue. Who? Why are you what putting is in that? my mouth into That's this? Very, because I can tell. Hey, it's very, very, very hard. Hard. Keep my mouth do away that. from your dick. <laughs> Wait, no, it's more like keep my mouth out your mouth. <laughs> You're like, what? What? My yeah. tongue game. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's very abstract. I like that. I, like I actually am. I I have a theory, which is t- I'm more into tongue game. Just as a, you can get a lot more specific tongue. You with mean with tongue game? You're more with, into with going down. You can. There's you look. The the dick has tons of use. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm saying if you want to get the the tongue is a what Donald Rumsfeld would call a mobile nimble fighting force. How do you think? <laughs> do you think Donald Rumsfeld eats pussy well? Uh, no. I bet he did at one point. Guy was a uh, he guy wrestled in college. Guy wrestled at Princeton. Oh, you know how wrestlers are the you best know how pussy wrestlers eaters. Are. <laughs> Um. So, all right, but uh, all right. So you must have. So you were getting, and this is in the late seventies, early. So oh, when you, when you, where in New York were you? I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and Boston. that was in where seventy seventies. He grew up in Brooklyn in the seventies. Where in Brooklyn? In Canarsie. So I grew up in a tiny Jewish neighborhood. I always tell people I learned to run fast and save my money. Hmm. But I went <laughs> to more bat mitzvahs than anybody I know because all the when I when my family moved, I mean we were the first black family, second black family. And then by the time I'm coming up, by that time they were used to saying hello to us. Right. And and then I didn't have to get bust because we had moved in the neighborhood. So all those all those schools were I was like when everyone hates Chris, like when I saw that yeah. show, I laughed. But we didn't get my brothers had kicked everybody's ass. So by the time I was coming through, it was like I was little Sally. So I, I grew up seeing the world entirely different in a different skew. Like during the race rides, they were running Black kids were running out of the neighborhood, and I was walking toward my building. <laughs> you were stepping over. Hey, man. Hey. Vito, what happened? We're chasing these <laughs> ning, ning guys. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Uh, which goes <laughs> to my point about black dudes raised around white people mm-hmm. have an advantage. Do you agree? Um, where? Uh, I believe in that the it is game. imperative. In the game. <laughs> I have a theory that I bring up almost afraid. every episode. No, because white people will teach a you how to eat A lot of pussy. successful mm. black dudes I know spent significant time around white people growing up. You know why? We learn how to manipulate you motherfuckers. Well, no, yes. In a way, and, we and learn to you, speak the language. Yes. Not the language I'll, of English, but the language of how things work. Yeah, the way the world is. Yeah, but I the would way, say. The way the white world is. Right, would, but that, uh, unfortunately, that's the world. The whole world. Unfortunately for you Okay, guys. George Bush. Great for me. 
I not would, great for. Go I, ahead. I would say your theory does fall apart with basketball players. I mean, I think that that's that is some shit that is. Uh, no, but athletic. the ones that have significantly that have lives outside of basketball. Post basketball, yeah. yeah. What is the difference? <clears throat> and this is the difference. The difference was, um, I'm not afraid of white folks. That's and, exactly and, my point. And why I say that, and I know somebody's gonna say, "What'd you say, other black guys?" Well, yeah, because they always seem. It's why to cheer for OJ when when the verdict came yeah. in because they felt that finally somebody beat the system that white people put before. Us. Yeah. So I never had that fear. I never looked at y'all as better or worse. I just right. looked at you as even. Yeah. I, I have to say I was deeply amused by how thrilled everybody was when OJ got off. I, I was thinking about it today. I, I was thinking about it today. I was just talking about this, like how thrilled black people were and was exactly analogous to how aghast white people were. <sighs> I was like, who cares one way? I didn't care one way or the other. Re- I mean, really. But white women especially were like, it's, this is the worst well, thing. Then, this is the worst it was thing legal, that's ever happened. It was legal to murder <laughs> white women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had a pool. For anybody now. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, some black celebrities, could one, they could legally murder white women. One, wow. was a one huge black problem. Pretty ones, too. Yeah, great one, ones. One black dude gets off, and it's now now it's a precedent. <laughs> I mean, it could, they don't, you, white women don't know how the system works that well. They don't, they don't know how legal, if you could just argue, well, OJ got off, and they'd be like, you know what, that's pres- legal Let's, precedent. I swear to God. You know what's hilarious? Christopher Darden, the black prosecutor, Re, now, like in the last why. four or five months said that he believed Johnny Cochran manipulated the glove but he didn't say anything because he ain't no snitch no he didn't <laughs> say like, that I swear to God he said he's it he's an attorney <laughs> yeah he was the prosecutor that's hilarious but he ain't no snitch he's like motherfucker you're a fucking full time snitch you're a professional snitch I ain't no snitch I swear to God he didn't say I ain't no he said I'm not a snitch that's crazy well that he's a defense lawyer now He'd say again? He became a defense lawyer now. Yeah, well, now I guess he technically isn't a snitch, but back then he was. Can you imagine if your attorney came in, you were, uh, you caught a case for some shit, and he walked in, he's like, I want to start off by letting you know I ain't no snitch. <laughs> well, they <laughs> actually so can't. Good. That's attorney-client privilege. I mean, that is actually, technically attorney-client privilege. He's wearing privilege. a snop, stop snitching t-shirt as <laughs> yeah, he walks exactly. in. I'm going to be representing you You for can the actually state. see it through his white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like an R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> shirt from a barbecue. <laughs> Uh, uh, so you yeah I like that that's why you've had you did grow up in a black neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) y'all people did not leave the neighborhood oh I know who he is there's something so depressing about going to a Goodwill in Oakland and uh, looking through all the different R.I.P. t-shirts it's Uh. really fucking awful (laughs) that's horrifying (laughs) why are we laughing with him you've had it You've you've like basically lucked out genetically, and and then and then like your parents, you good. Your parents did the right thing. And it's so funny you say that. My brothers are six foot five eleven and six one. Yeah, and and, and my mom's was like five five. But then my father was the tallest man ever. He's like six seven, and born in nineteen twenty four. So there wasn't that many. I mean, when I was first coming out, and we were talking about seven foot, it was only two hundred in America. When Crazy. I was when I was going to high school, now there's like 200 in a high school. Wait, why is that? We, Americans are getting taller and bigger. I have no idea. That's I mean, crazy. there's a lot of seven footers. My daughter's yeah. six three. She's six. She's your six daughter's three. six three. Yeah. That's Does she play ball? She? No, she uh, sixteen. She decided uh, she wanted. She's always wanted to be a model. Sorry, and so she just said, you know what? I'm not. I'm only doing this because you did it, and I don't want to do it. And I don't want to play volleyball to hit the ball in your face. And you got to go to practice. 
I already got headaches. I is just she, want to model. She and she loves cocaine, yeah, right? That's beautiful. one of the Of course. Reasons. I told her. She I said, loves cocaine. Smoke weed now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, it, Dad. Get it in your system. This has been a good talk. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you really did like you fucking lucked. I feel like you've had a totally charmed existence. No, man. Every time, let me tell you something. It, it, that's because I smile and I laugh. And every time you see me, I'm in a good mood because I've been and I've seen a lot of death in my life. And I've seen a lot of things. So... I know this is the best side. So I know right where I am life. is the best. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. the best life. Even, so do you, believe in a, do you believe in God in an afterlife? Oh, I believe in the universe, and I do believe that this is the now. I, I love when people won't directly answer the question. Well, black dude can't say no, I don't believe I in know, God. I know black. They, illegal. How long do you think it's going to be an open <laughs> black atheist? <laughs> Besides on uh, yeah, podcast? Uh, yeah. I would say I believe in the creator. I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in it the way um, a lot of people think it's supposed to be. I, let me tell you. I went to India, right? I got to meet the Dalai Lama. Did you really? Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, he's just a man. But, dog, this dude had a lot of power. I, just charisma. Like, and Yeah, this energy was amazing. And it wasn't. And I wasn't imagining it. This, right. this guy really walked in. I met Mandela. He vibrated garbage, entirely <laughs> different level, Mandela too. Mandela I mean, you shit. Can you, when these guys get to that point. All of a sudden, you're like, damn, right. Mandela and, and, and the Dalai Lama and all these people vibrated a whole di- how could How could you be Oprah? Think about being right. Oprah. Well, I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, everybody gets this lifespan, which is pretty short when you think right. about it in the I mean, 80, 90 years. And the entire, the entire line of history is defined by people, by great people that did everything they did in one little span of time. Yeah. Like the Mandelas and Oprahs and Dalai Lamas and Gandhis of the world, like, it's all dependent on human, like what you're saying. He he lucked out or whatever. All of human history is based on dynamism and exceptionalism. Right, but don't yeah. you think that that is uh, the more people look at you, the more I mean, like you you've you've had varying degrees of fame and and failure. Right, but you've always been famous. I mean, you have yeah. been since I saw you in Sports right. Illustrated in 1982. Right. Um. So. That was the moment you became famous. To you. <laughs> no. That's it, man. Once no. you hit that. You know what? I did to the too. Earth. Let me tell you what happened. No. I got my shot blocked five times trying to make a layup on Ralph Sampson, right? Yeah. And we're playing, you know, that's back when you're playing late at nights coming on. And we're playing in the Omni, and I'm going, I can't believe this guy. I can't be that good. And then one time I catch the ball and I take off real quick, and Ralph goes to jump, and I dunk on this cat. And he fouled me. Let me tell you something. I heard my project scream. <laughs> and I was in Atlanta. You understand? I felt my brother come through the television and shake me. Yeah. And to me, and I turned, I got on the foul line, and I like try to think of every signal, rub your ear, rub your chest, you know, do some shit to somebody back at home. And I was like, damn, you on CBS, don't miss the foul shot. Don't miss the foul shot. Yeah, because my whole life when I was were you a freshman or sophomore? I was a freshman. All I thought about is being on television and on the foul line. They put your name, your height, mm-hmm. your weight. Where you, they do all that shit and they talk about you. Yeah, so you take your time on the foul line. I mean, it's basically a close up. Yeah, right. and, and take your time on the close up. Yes. If you got one line, don't say it until you can. And you would go extra spinning the ball, yeah. put the ball behind <laughs> your head, <laughs> point to somebody, give everybody five. <laughs> <laughs> But that I, I know what you mean, and when it when it happens, when all of a sudden you're walking down the street and it's complete loss of anonymity. But and, and that, but having said that, I believe that that will fill your charm banks, so to speak. Meaning, like I think that that's when every room Gandhi enters, or every, 
sorry, every room the Dalai Lama enters, <laughs> right. you people got are, purple. he's the center of the room. I right. mean, I think charisma does, you change the energy of a room. If right. you're if you're charismatic, sure. you walk in a room, the, the, the term I've heard is, uh, when a charismatic person walks in a room, you want to say yes before you even know what the question is. Bill Clinton being a great yeah, example, right? But I think the more you are that, it's like it's it's like compounded interest kind of thing, yeah. right? Where well, you you do vibrate at a higher plane because you're just used to being the you're used to talking, you're used but, to being the center of attention. Yeah, but also like every one of us in our here in our own way are people that vibrate at a charismatic kind of. We're all entertainers yeah. in one way or another. The Dalai Lama is on some other like. Yeah, and I, I you asked know him. What I mean, that was my question. I said, "How'd you know? And how do you do it?" And he said he fought it his whole life. Well, most of his teenage years, because I was a rough teenager, where they telling me what I have to do. And then by 18, I realized I had to call it. Now, this is the crazy part. I said the same thing. At 18, I remember telling my mother, I got, I got three years to be a pro, so I might not be home a lot. You know, cause what I, do you mean? <clears throat> so when these cats go to, if you're going to college, you got until you're 21 years old, you got four years. Mm -hmm. But you better be good in those three years. They're not going to say senior year is No, they're like not going to say well he became a player his senior year. Right. They need to know that they can take you now at your junior year. And I said that and then I was up to be we used to call it hardship, now they call it going early. Uh that was an excuse. Oh, I'm in hardship. I got to help my mama pay oh, yeah, for, pay for her money. Um I so I just sat there when when it said, "Hey man, you can go pro now." To me, I knew I was ready to be a pro. I got a huge insurance policy and shit. I, I couldn't fit my head in rooms. I was, you know, I was calling women hoes, bitch. Yeah, how can I? Hoes, start on my ankles, yeah. hoe, bitch. Look at look at this tattoo I have on my ankle. <laughs> yeah, but it just I remember when all that was happening too. I, I say it. I don't remember You're my in games. Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. I remember junior when I went year. there. My junior year, and you were just like, I'm not long for Atlanta. I'm going pro. Oh, I was just about to, and they did a they did a shot with me spinning the ball uh, with Atlanta behind me. Right, and Red Albeck said, "I think he can be the number one pick." Now I'm, I'm going, oh, Red Albeck. I'm, I'm, I ain't got yeah. no money, motherfucker. That's next year. Yeah, but I was walking around like I was rich as hell. Hey, man, and there the was article? nothing illegal going on. You weren't getting cash. On no, the side that was that, that was the cool part and the shitty part about Coach Crimmins. He, Coach Crimmins, should borrow money from me. Coach like, Crimmins, that's, the most amazing thing. He never wanted more than seven dollars in his pocket, and he only had. Twenty five hundred on his card. He he's superstitious like crazy. I mean, the guy was the weirdest cat in the world, and he never had cash. So you can't say, Coach, give me this. And then come on, you don't want to mess with this Irish kid. He would beat your ass. And back in those Who, times, Mark Price. <laughs> no, Mark Price got off. Mark Price got off practice on Sundays because he sang in church, and I I boycotted practice one day because I was like. I got to go to church, not to run up and down court with your. Well, head. you should believe if you'd believed in God. You <laughs> well, I you're do a black believe. atheist. I, and, no. no, you can't just go. I believe that there is a, there is a power. I was raised a Jehovah Witness. Were you I really? used to knock on doors. Well, Jehovah's well. Witnesses are like are like Very Catholics, sh where you guys are looking to get the fuck out as ASAP. <laughs> Some of them are. I know a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses that were like I was. Oh yeah. It Anyone was, raised Jehovah's, it seems to kind right, of go the other way. When you go, when you get out, you. I'm very fearful of God. I just don't like talking about it because that's all you did when you were a little kid. 
is talk about it and talk about Got it, talk it. about it. You know, so. Jehovah's Witnesses are fascinating because it's a, whole, it's a whole religion predicated on the fact that most people aren't going to go to heaven. Right. So it's like, how do you get people to join that religion? It's like, if everybody, so how many, 144,000? 144,000. Only one's going to heaven. But when Armageddon happens and the world is cleansed up, you're going to be here. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a back end deal. It's like when everybody else is dying, you're going to live. Oh, okay. And I said that to my mom, too. I said, so let me get this right. Buildings are going to be falling, earthquakes, fires. And you, me, Brother Loman, Sister Tyson, we <laughs> floating out in bubbles. In, in a way, we're going to be protected. Mind, you can't be serious. You know what they say in. <laughs> What they say in Judaism is that uh, we don't really believe in heaven, but everybody dies. And then when the Messiah comes back, everyone's body rolls to Israel underground, rolls to Israel. Really? Yeah. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Rolls to Israel and pops up like, ah, I'm back, y'all. What's up? <laughs> and, then the th- and then the thriller video. <laughs> That's right. do, 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 do. That was the same thing. I had the same feeling. Y'all not going to pop up at the West Bank, though. No, 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 I, no. They'll be gone. They'll be obliterated or something. Like I'm sure. Something, no, I'm, I'm sure, sure they'll stop being gotten rid of them. I'm sure that they won't be an issue at that point. But that was the thing that I that I bumped up against. When I read that. I was like, I was in. I was in. I'm not an atheist either, but I was in. I was in. I was like, roll. We're gonna dead bodies are gonna roll. Like that doesn't. What? <laughs> That's great religion. God bless you. Yeah. Um, all right. So so you. So you did you study? You don't I, study, right? I did, man. Did I, you really? Then my mom wanted me to go to Bethel. That was another thing that was also, you know, moving in that neighborhood. It's so funny. My mom's. Uh, I look back and I think it's like she made me read a lot of books. And now, like my daughter tells me, she reads like a book a, day, a book a week. Your daughter does? Yeah. And we have these conversations about the books. So she saw all these books I have, and she goes, "What happened?" I said, "My mom wouldn't let me watch TV, and I used to, and it used to piss me off. So when I got to watch it." Oh, I was investigating it. Yeah. I was looking through it. I want to be in it. How do I get yep. out of this place? Uh, and I read and I read and I read and I read. And it just put me in a different place that when I read a book, Huckleberry Finn, if they didn't describe what the people looked like, they were black to me. So oh, I was able to use, I, I, my imagination didn't ever go anywhere. So other Nick, than, you had no problem with Nigger Jim. You were like, yeah. No. <laughs> no. I <laughs> still don't. Nigger Huck Finn. No, none. Nigger Sawyer. None. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me say, I have, this is the funny thing. I have. I used to have a problem They're all with black. the word, and I used to say, "Why do I have a problem with the word?" Because Richard Pryor said so. And then I thought, well, like hip hop gave the word away. When I was on the radio, I did "Nigga Wednesday," and let me tell you something. They were on fire at ten o'clock when I had to go to my after meeting. How you know what's going to happen? I said nothing. We're going to get letters. I said black people don't write. Motherfucker, you're not getting any letters. <laughs> They're not writing you any letters. They're not boycotting. They're not coming down here. That shit happens in other cities. It doesn't happen right. in L.A. Motherfuckers are trying to get a job here. So it's a different situation. We're not going to have boycotters. Sure enough, not a letter, nothing. And I said hip-hop gave the word away. Like, if you're right, <clears throat> hip-hop is totally white. Yeah. I, I went to Coachella, proved it. And how are you going to say nigga a thousand times in a song and expect the guy expect who white bought the song to not say, not to say it. it? I say that constantly. It's the dumbest thing. And it's like, do you really think when I'm by myself, I'm going to not say it? <laughs> are you really that fucking naive, black people, <laughs> that I'm just going to be like, Bleh. I'm going to sit this one out yeah, but in <laughs> the middle of a song. Oh, you mean singing along <laughs> yeah. to the song. Right, like your bit. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, but it just, it just, oh, you got a bit? Like that? I got a, I got a bit about I, I get called the N word so much by my black friends that when I'm by myself, I'll like I'll call myself the N word. I'll be driving along and I'll be like, "Nigga, you need to eat." And I'll be like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> like I, I literally I, will call myself nigga in my head. Like, here's the thing. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? Here's, a, a, here's the thing about the N word is that there are certain places in language where it is the it is the perfect word to use and it's unfortunate when you feel like you can't you go like this is perfect like this you gotta substitute motherfucker and it just doesn't it's just it, not it the doesn't same. resonate yeah. in the way that it should and you're like darn it and that's why it's hard you're to like gosh darn it <laughs> good golly that's why it's so hard to be a white man in this society <laughs> yeah no it's hard one you that you own really too. really hard <laughs> and that's some shit your world and you can't be uh, yourself yeah. uh. well no but that's what people that's the only that's the best argument i've heard against saying it is i've had two women come up to me after the show or like yell at me during the show and uh and they said like that's ours like that's all we have in mm. terms of power, and it's it's slightly persuasive. It doesn't stop me from doing the bit, but it is one of the well, things no, where I'm it's like, a, it's totally different for you to do the bit than for you to use the the word in casual parlance. Oh, I don't use the word in casual. Yeah, the, par- I mean, the I'll bit use, is, literally use it on the podcast right, and you, in my act. But no, but white boys growing up, I I was a liberal N word user in in the good way. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? At a certain point when I grew up, I, I, when I started to get a little older, I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. First of all, this is, I'm not black. Second of all, like you, you aren't using this word correctly. If you only say it around select people that have given you a pass, like you should just, and so I stopped when I was, I don't know, seven, 16, 17 years old. I, I stopped saying it, but how was rehab? Did you go? To, did you go to nigger rehab? I did go to. Re- <laughs> he went to regular rehab. Are you serious? Dude? No, I mean when you went, you said sixteen. Oh, nigger rehab. Stop using it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stop using like. it. Sixteen. No, but that's what yeah. it's like. Did you uh, to be aware? I I relapsed a couple times, but that's part of the <laughs> that's, that's real. part of the recovery. Be, this is exactly what happened. <laughs> to be a white boy that that used the n word, you what happens is you have circles of black friends that will allow you to say it right. and then their circles of black friends when they come around you don't people that you don't know then you will wait for a while until you kind of get this some is sort exactly of, right isn't that some, crazy yeah, yeah. and I when a, i first become friends with a black person i'm kind of like hesitant, hesitant well i gotta wait for them to say it three times before i can even broach <laughs> it it's like beetlejuice but, this is, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but my boy scott petway growing up he, now understand this he played on the team with me he's from chicago he has bright fiery red hair Freckles. This is Detroit or no, this Georgia is Tech? Georgia Tech. And he only likes white black women. Nice. So right. this is Perfect. Bill Burr? Go ahead. So he's six <laughs> seven. Michael Rappaport? He's he's exactly Michael Michael Rappaport, <laughs> right? But he's walking around and we're we over there at, at Morehouse. I don't know, I'll tell you something. We're at Morehouse and they're talking and they was like, Yo, wait, wait, wait. Here come a real dark skin one. Yo, 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 Scotty, get the dark skin one. Get the dog. We're gonna get the we gonna get the red bone. He was like, nigga, please. I fuck all the other blacks. <laughs> They didn't move, and he was like, "What? Like what happened?" I start laughing. They were like, "Well, he is hanging with us. Let it go." (laughs) (laughs) And I knew the whole time because he never. He's like he's like Paul Wall. Remember, remember Bubba? uh, What was the Sparks? Sparks. Bubba Sparks. If you, he is the blackest. He's blacker than most black people. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was saying Gary Owen is the tenth tenth most famous black comedian. Yeah. No, but Paul Wall is legitimately a black dude. Yeah, like yeah. he's ignorant. Like he's like he's more ignorant. Good catch. He's more ignorant. That was worse than using the N word. <laughs> he's the most. Oh, he ignorant. is. Black. He is ignorant. No, but he's like <laughs> dirty South 
fucking cash money like beneath that. He's like more ignorant than that. They're the richest rappers. Oh, there they are, are sure, <laughs> but they weren't all. I'm talking about like '96. '96, yeah. Like you know, and that's another juvenile. thing about hip hop. So I'm in Manhattan, right? And I walk into this spot, and there's not a black person in there, and the artist is in the back is Cool Herc and and uh, and uh, my man from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do the rhyme. But anyway, Cool Herc was back there. And I was like, this is your audience? He said, this has always been the audience. You know what's interesting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like black, most rappers, right. it's all black. Like, like jazz. There's like, there's Don't like think it's black. two out of ten right. get black audiences. Well, the, right. the most acute form of that is the people that created techno in Detroit. Mm-hmm. They've essentially never had a black audience. Like their whole careers have been based on just well, – I read this interview with Derek May, who's the guy that is credited with creating techno. And he's just like every time, every time. It's just all white. And he's like, he's not a. He didn't seem like a very nice guy. That this this is an interesting argument, which I would like to bring to basketball, which is you're mostly playing for white people. When you're playing basketball, there's not a lot of black people in the stadium. Not not in the eight, not in the nineties. In the eighties, tickets were cheap. Everybody came. It was it was a different you know a different group. And then David Stern came in and made the game more corporate, made it more golf friendly. As we would say, and made it more, more Asian, less violent, less violent, more what you call it, more less ignorant. No, less violent. Like you can't. Look, you can't. I'm trying to outracist you. He made it more Asian. He made it more. Well, he did. You can't argue with the ref. That's hilarious. I've never. You can't argue with the that ref. Way. That's the new rule. You, I can't say anything to the ref without being technical. When you say it again, you get thrown out of the game. Can't yell at the ref. You can't show that action. So he made it more. Do you think that, that you're talking about the last five years, where that the, you can't argue with the ref shit? That's the last five years. I say ten years, man. Okay. Do you think that? Do you was it more fun to play for black people or white people? But he's saying it was. You were saying it. Was I know what you mean. Mixed up. I know what you mean. I yeah. When I played it, hey, I, I told you when I first got in, uh, this guy used to let me drive his Rolls Royce. Yeah, because that's before we got on the air. Yeah. Because we didn't have the money. Yeah, that and these that cats you, got. the first year, yeah, so yeah tell so, the story. So I, this guy, Dr. Bobby Doc, really great guy. His son Bradley is one of my lawyers now. And he literally used to let me drive his Rolls Royce on the weekend. Because when I couldn't play for the Pistons. When I was playing for the Pistons. 1988, 87. I'm driving a Rolls Royce, like trying to be cool, not wanting to park it, just wanting to drive by. Just, I'm not staying. Because NBA players couldn't afford Couldn't Rolls afford Rolls Royce. Well, Adrian Dantley had a Rolls Royce, and he had been in the league for 13 years before he got it. Wait, how, how and, much, he was, and he was leasing it. How much did like, <laughs> how, how much did like, Larry, how much did like Larry Bird Magic Johnson make? Those guys didn't make a lot remember, of money. Remember Magic got a big contract. We got $25 million for mm-hmm. 25 years. He got a million dollars a year. That was the Magic Johnson deal. Let me tell you this. LeBron – would would laugh at some of the things that we had to sign to. My first contract was two point two million dollars for five years. Wow! And I was rich. Yeah, bitch. that's crazy. I was I was I was attacked by people, and I was like, I don't know what you're thinking. You know, I was taking a loan by June, but it was I got two hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and Dennis Rodman got a hundred and thirty. He made a hundred thousand dollars less than me in his first our first year. That's crazy. And I was number eleven pick. And what's what's the number eleven number pick one. make now? I should have been. What's the number eleven pick make now? <sighs> Minimum. Start so off with twenty four million dollars. <sighs> Minimum, right? Crazy. Guaranteed. Yeah. Minimum. He he get first round. You get guaranteed two point five a year. I'd say. 
and do you resent those guys no, a little I'm, bit? I'm like Charles Barkley said, don't think you're getting that contract because you're such a great player. You know, that's not the reason you're getting that money. You're getting that money because guys set the precedent before you, but I'm happy they're getting that money. Like, I don't, at first, I didn't understand. I'll say this I don't think it's good for hip hop when certain people are in Forbes 500. Oh, like core hip hop, like core, core. core the reason I say that is because people ass. are now making hip hop for money. Right. Right? Is what takes away from the sound and takes away from anybody being creative. Right. right. I think the same thing in the NBA. It's going to come to a point where they have to stop at a certain amount and players are not going to be able to play. Example, you can't foul anybody really hard. Right. That means I'm going to go to the basket as hard as I want every time because you can't hit me. Yeah, no, that's what I think sometimes. It's, now it's like the, the Saturday Night Fever, like not the face, yeah, not the hair <laughs> as we're going to the basket. Like, hey, take it easy, fellas. I got to shoot tomorrow. But isn't it true Seriously. that basketball and hip-hop have always been kind of, or not always, but in the last 20 years have been kind of this idea of that's how we can get out of the hood, like yeah. The, yeah. get that money and get out of here? Sports, sports it was um, sports. And, and back in the day, you'd be able to blow a horn. You had to use music. It's another form of it. But it got you out. But this is so far removed. I mean, Dr. J's, Dr. Uh, Dre made it $110 million last year, mainly from beats, but it's $110 million to a, to a hip-hop artist. Mainly from headphones. Right. Yeah, no, from for headphones. that's exactly right. That's what I always say. I have a joke about NWA in my act, and I say that Dr. Dre pretty much doesn't make music anymore. It just makes headphones. Like, right. And it gets a laugh because yeah. people, he really, right. why would he make music? And then he does, too. Now, he put out Kendrick Lamar, and I'm like, okay, he still got it. Right. Oh, you did think he's. St- I haven't heard enough of that record. Kendrick, oh, you didn't hear really it? Good. Oh, the kid is. Dope. I just. No, I mean, he's, I've heard a couple of the songs, but I wasn't like, oh shit. Yo, I like still crying. go to underground hip hop. You do shows here. That's hilarious. And I walk in and guys go, man, I went to high school with your daughter. Shut up. No, that's no, what right. I wanted to talk to you about. Not when I have a conversation. You with You are ultimately well. You're not the old dude at the club, but it's getting to the point where yes, dude, I'm no dude at the club. You are old. The old. That's why I stopped going to club. It doesn't matter. I thought that too, man. I, I tried everything, Mo. It didn't work. <laughs> I'm the old guy, fam. Yeah, and there's kind of nothing. Like when you hear a record, you go, oh, that's the shit. Well, who's that on it? Well, that, I, I, oh, that's a remix of the remix of the remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw uh, that uh, that Ice-T hip-hop documentary, The Art of Rap, and um, who was, who's the first guy? The first, the, oh, it was Melly Mel. And, he, dude, he looked so old. It was crazy. Melly Mel's 60. It's crazy. I took pictures with Sugar Hill uh, two weeks ago. And they went to Toronto performing on stage. I, I had to video it because I couldn't get in to see a Sugar Hill show in mm-hmm. 1979. Right. I had to wait to 2011. And me and Billy Baldwin are up front, word for word, with Sugar <laughs> Hill gang. People are just, I want to take a picture. Bitch, Sugar Hill's on stage. Oh, yeah, my- you know what's funny? It's the, At getting older, you have to decide, am I going to disavow this shit? <laughs> am I just going to pretend like, it. I don't even know Sugar Hill gang. Oh, what? my God. I've never, but but you love it so much. My wife doesn't. So my wife, when I met my wife, she had this little Chevrolet, and then she pulled up to the house, and she turned the speakers up, and her shit was booming. And I go, what? I got the bass in the back. It's all described so nobody robs the car. You know, in Detroit, you got to act like you don't have it. Word for word, Tupac. I mean, uh, too short. Word for word, Heavy D. Uh huh. The other day, I put backspin on. I got a nine-year-old and a sixteen-year-old in the back, and two short comes on, and she's mouthing it. I said, I cut it down. She goes, "Don't do that." Then I go, she was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> like she didn't want to rhyme in front of my kids. That's hilarious. I was like, "You gotta show them you can rhyme." You no no. 
They don't need to know that part of my life. Bitch. I was like, this is amazing. That's yeah, but you have to decide, like, am I going to... And you also feel like, are you a clown for trying to like Kendrick Lamar? Oh. I can't wait to see the first... Um, what do you think? Are you a clown for trying to like Kendrick Lamar? No, because it's like it's like liking... You know, you're a fan of the Beatles, and then you listen to, like, a Arcade Fire. You're an old man, and you right. go... Oh, this is good too. This is nice. Right. This rhymes with what I remember. Yeah, but it doesn't have there. that same impact. Quincy Jones, yes, can still walk in anywhere and hear live music, right? And he he's Quincy Jones. Am I a sucker for uh, all right for Kendra Lamar? No, because the kid got flow. Uh, his beats are great. He doesn't. It kind of sounds like someone, but he got his own yeah, piece. So you it. don't feel like you're ambulance chasing. That's the thing. Because that's what <laughs> no. I've been No, like, but it, the thing is about hip-hop is that it's self-regulating because so much of it is fucking garbage now that if you, as you get older, you can't respond to the music. It's so ignorant. You're like, okay, I don't... So somebody like Kendrick Lamar pops up. You're like, oh, this is good shit. Mm-hmm. This is... This yeah, no, no. I'm, not t- I'm just talking about culturally getting... The, the, the way something feels when you're broke mm-hmm. in 1979... Yeah. Is way different than how it feels yeah, when you got uh, like when I saw when I see Kendrick Lamar now. I'm gonna get him for your 16th birthday. Back in the day when you're broke, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking my daughter. I gotta get Kendrick perform at my daughter's birthday party. This is gonna be the shit. You know, that's yeah. what you start thinking yeah. when you're older. When if I was young, I was thinking about how to sneak in to Prentice High School to hear Sugar Hill Gang. Like I can't. I ain't got no money to get in. I'm all the way up here in Manhattan. Those cats are gonna realize. Yeah, I'm I Brooklyn. remember Charlie. Murphy I gotta t- get in. Tell me about bum rushing. Yeah, the the uh, the Long Island, whatever that that arena was in Long Island, where the mm-hmm. Rangers play. Yeah, or where the where the Islanders Long, play. Islanders play, where a dude threw a garbage can through a window, and everyone just bum rushed. Yeah, that's the only way you're getting in. You're not. <laughs> I'm, I've never paid like, that's for a, a concert. Real, like security was so shitty. I used to go to Bulls games before Michael got there, mm-hmm. and my brother was an usher. And I used to just walk in. Yeah. And they were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do a Wrigley Field. And, that, and then it That's became That's why I only totally made $230,000. Oh, is that why? Because yeah. people <laughs> like that. Because of Neil. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, all right. Because I, I wonder, like, because I'm in my late 30s and I'm kind of like, am I ambulance chasing trying to fucking listen to That's old, an interesting question. Like, I don't know yeah. what, I, but I do. Uh, all right. So, people probably want to know some basketball shit. How has the game changed? I mean, obviously, the hard fouls. That was like a big part of the game. I mean, big game. What? And you had specific. Did Chuck ever say foul the fuck out of Michael? Yes. Sorry, get that on Michael. Yes. But no, he didn't have to say it. This is the cr- coolest thing about Chuck. Um, Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly. God rest his soul. See, I believe in God. <laughs> One of the things that you needed to understand: if a guy scored um, once, twice. Three times looked like he was getting heated. He was getting fouled. Right in baseball, you were getting the ball thrown at your head. If you pitched, if you pitch and you hit a home run, you got to hit another home run. I'm guaranteeing you, the next pitcher is not throwing the ball where you can hit it. He's throwing it near your head to get you off the plate. Right, that's how the game is played. So, well, I thought now it's played entirely different. Yeah. Do you believe all the guys in the league now could survive and thrive in the way the league was then? LeBron, D. LeBron Wade. can. D. Wade, definitely. Yeah, I think so, too. Kobe uh, Bryant would be unbelievable. Kobe. Yeah. Um, Dwight Howard would be a small forward. <laughs> small forward center. You're right. He would have to guard. La- Matter of fact, he would have to guard Larry and Dominique. Isn't that crazy? Because that's that's his game. Like I think when Shaq said today, uh, whatever he yeah. said, 
this is where the problem was. He said he's not a real center. He's Akeem with height. Same height right, as Akeem. Right, but Akeem was basically a center. Right, because he blocked shots. Right. So that's what But he also played the post. But he came down and shooky, shooky, shooky and faced you. So right. he did the same exact thing. Because trust me, I have nightmares still about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he would come down, put his back to you for a second, and they would catch the ball, and he would take the ball and face you and go around everybody because he was faster than everybody else. So when I heard that, I go, yeah, he is changing the center. Akeem changed it. Akeem changed it. David Robinson changed it. Remember, David Robinson yeah. would catch an inside pivot and shoot you with that ugly-ass lefty, and you didn't know if it was – he would put his arms up so high to shoot. What would, you, would you be a center now? Oh, no. I, I was a center then. I was a small – I was a power forward. I was a shot blocker. So I never played with my back to the basket. They didn't throw me the ball that way. They threw the ball to Kareem with his back to the basket. Dribble, dribble, make a move. Right. Um, they threw it a shack like that. Dribble, dribble, pump fake, pump fake, foul him. Right. No, that's that's what they did. What what happens like if they shoot a lot and then they become on fire? Is it hard to stop them? Yes. When the guys like he's on fire, <laughs> like, how do you what do you, do you do? stop that? Um, and do you, have you ever caught on fire from a guy being on fire? <laughs> <laughs> that I would think if a guy's head is on fire. First of all, how do they not stop the game? Uh, <laughs> he's on fire. His he's head on fire. fucking head is on fire. <laughs> he's on fire. Also, the ball is the basketball's on, on fire, traveling across the yeah. whole thing. Jesus, yeah, it it does. I'm just gonna tell you no. this. No, let me just say this one funny part about that. Seriously, how you stop a guy from being on fire is you foul him. Oh, right. Right. You're not allowed to do that now. Both in the game and in reality, actually. Right. Yeah. You just hit his ass really hard. And would did Mike and Michael knew? Michael knew. You guys knew, that. and you really, really feel like you broke his spirit the first couple of years, right? Yeah. I mean, like in those playoff series, Michael Jordan. No question, Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Basically, Michael who, Jordan. Who made him? Us, who made him dress like that? Was that you? <laughs> now or then? <laughs> you mean when he's, he's the baggy, worst. baggy, baggy? Well, he's the, the worst. Is he in there? The thing <laughs> people don't understand about Michael, he's the he's like a country bumpkin. Oh, yeah. right? I mean, like basically, that's the thing that no one because yeah. they he is mark, from North he's Carolina. one of the best yeah. marketed anything's ever. Right. Because he's a mumbling bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> basically, if you talk for more than ten minutes, there, he's there is a literally bumpkin. there's right. literally a blog online that just tracks it's the best. Yeah, tracks. His terrible outfits, Michael Jordan's <laughs> terrible outfits. I swear yeah, no, it's the best. Um, <laughs> did uh, so you so you guys brought and and he just and he finally figured it out. Like fuck it, I just have to. Scottie Pippen got tough. Michael was always tough. He was tough as hell, but that was the deal. He was the toughest guy on the court. You can't have one of your guys be the toughest guy on the court, right? Against ten other motherfuckers that don't care that you think you're the toughest guy. On the and court. did you did you feel like? Because uh, watching those games felt like a fist fight could break out at any time. Yeah. And were you that ready, was that ready was to true fight every single second? But uh, it seemed like the Detroit teams every single second against every single team. Right. Because we would say and do things that was unbelievable. Mostly, let me tell you something. Guys that had a problem with Dennis' sexuality, Dennis would run up behind him and he breathes funny. It's okay. <laughs> true story. He goes this. <laughs> Would drive people crazy. Dennis, go breathe on him. Go breathe on him. Play the switch. Switch. No, no. Let's go ahead. Just breathe. <laughs> and the guy's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? That's the funniest thing. We would do, and, and if we, if you were hurt, we would just take turns on who was hitting you in different points. Crazy. And we would, and I said, we like real pack of dogs. Like you bite his leg, and then we turn around, I bite him on the shoulder. You know, we would do that kind of shit. One time, 
1990, we're beating the shit. 1989, we're beating the shit out of the Lakers. And it On took the, the game here. We're, we're, we're about to win the championship. And Worthy has 39, most of them on me. Uh, he is going. Congratulations. Thank it's you. A big deal. <laughs> he won't remember. And no one else does either. So until I just reminded him. <laughs> he is, and I said, yo, he got like 20. I said, yo, we got to switch off. We put Dennis on him, we had to switch off. Put Rick Mahorn on him, and Rick started doing whatever. And it was the one time he went to the ref and said, I've been putting up with this shit. Oh, what you call it? And Chuck Daly, damn, we finally got him. No, that's fine. Because it makes you, you think, it make you think about everything other than basketball. And then Phil Jackson told me, I hate your style of basketball. You mean the winning style? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course he would. I mean, he beat you guys a bunch. Or you, mm-hmm. you guys beat him a bunch of times, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Do funny. you believe that that's the, the? I mean, I guess it doesn't make a difference. What you believe in terms of like that's basketball, quote no, unquote. I think this. I think these guys are really talented. Now we had guys who can shoot the ball. Now you, you know. I was in, I, I came in in the '90s when I went to Miami, and I realized I had Harold Miner on the squad. Even though he was this big marketed guy from uh, for Nike, you know he was a slam dunk champion. He could go one or three for twenty. If he had a dunk, it was on ESPN. Yeah, you know it was like oh Harold Miner and this dunk. Then and then then I'm yeah. like. It doesn't make a difference. They are going to sensationalize this whole league. Well, that's like why Blake Griffin was on here a couple of times. We were talking about people fouling him because they're a little bit jealous of his shit. Yeah. And, you he, don't, and he wouldn't. He goes, no, I don't think they're jealous. I personally still, I think he's wrong. I think that they're straight up jealous. I think that they believe he got he like. He also pushed. dunks on you and poses. Right. Right. And when he dunks on you, it's played forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that whole get in your face and dunk on you. Know, like, I would foul you because that's uh, – you so bad. Oh, you really want to dunk? You're taking off with a whole bunch of strength? And then I'd fucking flip you up. you rather make take – you think you, And go go make him from the foul line. It's just a foul. Right. It's a foul. I got, I got five more. Right. And, you know, when a guy's taking off, he's using all his balance, and you just push him off balance, and he looks funny. He almost fell and twisted his knee a certain right. way. He's pissed. Right. I go, I don't care, bitch. That's, you ain't going you ain't gonna make no highlight film on me, motherfucker. I'd say that in a second. No highlight films here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> None. Not but now happen. they almost take it in stride in a weird way. Like Yeah, they want to be because they want to be in a video game. So senseless. Like I also I don't think a lot of people care about losing. Kevin and I, my manager Kevin Parker, I agree. We walked into a locker room and it was no remorse on the loss. I I argue this because I go I asked Blake, Are you competitive? And these guys are like, The fuck are you talking about? He's a professional life. And it was like I've been in the Knicks locker room. They didn't give a fuck no. that they lost. Like, no. it didn't even – it was just like they went to work. Mm-hmm. That The p- company that they haven't worked for didn't – their stock went down. <laughs> didn't affect them at all. <laughs> it's like my check's well, wh- still clearing. What, they, what do they care about in this? Uh, the check. What is it? The money. I, think, I think it's the check. But a lot of things is, is posturing, too. Think about this. Guys are saying, man, coach yell at me like that, disrespect me as a man. You know, coaches yell. Right. You know what I'm saying? When, when guys re- retaliate to that, it just tells me, you know, you, you one, you've been carried your whole life that you can't deal with somebody yelling at you and reprimanding you. That's his fucking job. He can't right. play, so he got to yell at you when he thinks you're not playing your best. Do you think that's the best leadership style? Because I, I think as a, as a man, this is a, uh, sort of on, I'm on the subject. I'm subject. checking out at this point. As a man, yeah, <laughs> Moshe, you won't understand. No, but as a man, it's like when you're in charge of shit, it's hard to know. My first instinct was always just to like yell and snap because you're like, there's only so many 
archetypes as a man in a leadership position? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to be like a general? Or am I going to be like a Coach K? Like, I, it's hard to – if you were a coach, how would you deal with guys? Um, <clears throat> a I'm, a I pro would, coach. I would um, – if I was a head pro coach, yeah, I would establish seriously that everybody get rid of their ego. Check your ego at the door. If you come in with it, you're gonna, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt your career. Meaning? Meaning, motherfucker, when I yell at you, if I yell, if you dogging it and I know you dogging it, and I say something to you, I don't give a fuck if it's in front of a million people and your daughter. If I go at you, that's because this is my job and what I'm supposed to do. And in in this game, in the game of basketball, I look at it like athletes as being thoroughbreds. Um, I'm an animal activist. I don't believe in hitting animals and beating them. But there are thoroughbreds that when being run, if they hit at a certain time, speed up. Right. So that's exactly what happens when you got these unbelievable athletes who are running against these other athletes and just having fun out there. Sometimes when you snap at them, they respond. That's mainly because we are trained as athletes that when a coach is yell, when you hear his tone, just like when you hear your father's tone, if he goes, Kevin, get in here. You know your ass is in trouble. Hey, Kevin, get in here. Same right. pitch, but it depends on how it comes out. Mm. And I'm going to tell those guys, I'm if I'm not yelling at you, you're the greatest. Did you find the the balance of power shift as you guys started making more money between coaches and yeah. Chuck in eighty, Chuck Daly in eighty five, and Chuck Daly in ninety three? Oh, yeah, Chuck was make Chuck was making so much money. He was like, "Why am I yelling?" <laughs> Fuck, I got to yell But I'm also, but also I got you, guys are making a, you guys are making a lot of, I mean, yeah. does it just become like a bit I got to think the compression lessens up a little bit I know in my own life The more money I've gotten The less I was, like, stress got a little bit released And well, I would think One, that, you also got older and learned to handle things differently right. You learn to let go and let things happen But uh, one of the things that you, you, you do run into Think about this All of a sudden, you were hanging with the guys on the corner and, uh, you know, you would see him. They would see you, man. Hang out here for a second. Take a hit of this blunt. Nah, man. They tested me. Ah, man. You punk ass motherfucker. Yeah, all right. I'm going to smoke a weed <laughs> for you, motherfucker. Yeah, that, that. And later. Now you're on TV all the time. Mm-hmm. You come back around the way. That conversation is not happening. One, you're getting dropped off. Two, your haircut is, you know, your face is all cleared up because you're using real soap. <laughs> You're not eating government cheese. Oh my God! You're using Dial on everything. <laughs> <laughs> what dishes? You remember Dial? Pots that yellow toe, motherfucker. Yeah. That shit down. I'm, I'm to smelling it. it as we speak. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? It's it's you 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 change because you change. Right. Your life changes. So, so you're not of the mind like the people around you change. Uh, oh, they you change stay too. the same. But so everybody's changing. Everybody's changing. All right, I agree. Because I always think like, no. Reverend Run said, yeah, I'm going to change. Change my address, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> he said that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you got to change. Because then, just like you said about Blake, you're going to run into people who were jealous of you on the small level, you know, anyway. Imagine coming back rich and wealthy and famous and, and now look what they want to look like. And then when they look at you, they see, damn, I went to high school with that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I know, motherfucker. You went to high school with him, and now you're right here on the bus with me. You know, <laughs> you know that that'll piss some people off. Yeah. Just, well, no, but just I'm, your but success I'm, alone. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about on the court. Was there? Uh, I guess the balance of power between. Yeah. Uh, as players got wealthier, did coaches yell less? Uh, yeah. Well, as you got more important, there's no reason to yell at you because he he's like one. Isaiah knew he never had to yell at Isaiah. Right. 
Isaiah is a captain. This is the way he is. This is the way he played all the time. He, he was, was like always a nice at number guy one. too, right? Mm. No, he Smiling. acted like he was he nice. Yeah. yeah, great guy, great dude. But don't get on his bad side. Uh-huh. But but that mentality. Also, don't let him manage your team. Go ahead. <laughs> but that mentality, like when you're the star in the squad, you already have the world and two forty-five pound plates on top of you. Right. So you know, there's no reason to add on to him by yelling at him. Right. What about a guy like you? Me? You didn't have to yell at me except for dumb fouls. You know, I would foul somebody because I would see it differently. I was like, let me see, I'm getting 25 minutes. I got six fouls. I don't like this cat. And he just pump faked me. I'm fucking him up. And I'm fouling the shit out of him. Pump and Chuck would be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? You just got in the game. I go, he ain't going to pump fake me again. You know, I'm thinking that way. I'm right. thinking, I only got 25 minutes to get these six fouls. Chuck, you can say what you want to say. You're not paying me 35. So... Let me do what I do within this time span, and you do what you do. You and literally went in to foul people. I went in. If I didn't, if you were getting, uh, think about this. Say this guy was hot, and all of a sudden Chuck was like, I need a defensive player. Sally, go get Rick. You just piss Rick off by saying, Rick, I'm taking you out because he's busting your ass. Right. First thing. And everybody wants the minutes. And you're sending me in, and I've been on the bench looking at bitches half the time. So Showing guess your what? ankle and shit like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> guess what? You catch the ball, I'm fouling the shit out of you. You think you just scored three times down court? I'm beating the shit out of you on my first foul and raising my hand and looking at you. I remember you fouling a lot when you were on the Bulls. Yeah, I do it on purpose. Okay, yeah, because I just thought in you hockey, were like – In hockey, I'd be probing. You were a goon, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who died of a concussion. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 50 uh, years old. Yeah, um, but, you, but I felt like did the – what you had a long-ass career, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long? Uh 12 years, 15 getting paid. I have 15 years on the books, as they call it. Um, and Because I just disappeared for like three years. And went to India and shit. Me and in the middle of your career? No, in the middle of my career, mostly after winning the championship, I went to Greece because I wanted to see Europe. <laughs> I wanted to see who was making my dude. motherfucking clothes, damn it. <laughs> and you went to, you, I went but to yeah, Greece. you were curious. Like, I went to Greece. I took, uh, took $1.3 million, uh, took half of what I was getting paid in the NBA. I wanted to see the world. And you stopped playing ball? I started playing in Greece. <laughs> oh, you moved to Greece to play? Mm-hmm. For what? I, One I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, was it good? Was it worth it? Oh, I say six weeks. Came no. back and was like, can anybody take me back? <laughs> Could Please? they? No, and then I got the I got my late night show, and then I was with the Disney deal. With same time Dave was over at the Disney deal. Right. You know, we had both handcuffs. And then um, <laughs> they kept him handcuffed, and then they gave me 250 and told me to leave. Uh, and then I was like, I told my wife, I said, I think I'm going to stick with this. She's like, motherfucker, what? With basketball? No. When I quit basketball and I came to Hollywood, and then I came back in 96 with the Lakers. 99 with the Lakers. I when did you play for the Bulls? 96. Okay. And I left, so and then I came like back. So you took two, three years off? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, everyone needs, you got to have a perspective. And now what are you doing? Do you I, have any uh, products to plug? Uh, yeah, you know, I do this male enhancement product called Vermax, all natural. I got a wine called a vegan vine. Do it work? Does it do, work? Do it work, though? <laughs> <laughs> so is it, am I in the middle of a commercial right now? <laughs> you are. <coughs> I got some Vermax for you. I bought it in the Is that true? Bring, I really do. All right, good. Um, <clears throat> well, you didn't bring any vine? For me? I did. Oh, I bought it. We're awesome. going to lay it all out. Got some vegan vibe. We're going to snort it once we cut. <laughs> Wait, what does Viramax do for you? Viramax is a natural uh, blood inhibitor. So means how your penis gets larger is blood goes to the area. 
Well, the same thing that the other pill does, but it gives you headache and eyesight problems. This doesn't do that. It doesn't dilate the the, uh, the capillaries in your head. What's the What's the active ingredient? The active ingredient is a patented ingredient. It's sixteen it's the, of them. Oh, got it's it. the universe. It's yeah, some the universe. Did you? Uh, did they come to you, or you? They came to you and you invested, or they came to you to they endorse it? They came to me and I took part of the company. Got it. That's humiliating to be a little dick dude and being watching TV and having like. You, John Sally, like this <laughs> enormous man, just yeah. clearly endowed. I mean, if you got a small dick, it's nine inches. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, if you got gypped, <laughs> you have a nine inch dick. No, but it doesn't make your dick bigger. It makes it hard, is what you're saying. It keeps the blood in the area. It makes you a you, better is lover. It, are you being, is there legal language that you're not? Yeah. It, oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah that's yeah. why he says the other pill. Yeah, yeah, I hear Blood it. in the area. Blood in your area. Yeah, um, <laughs> all up in your well, area. You got blood in your area. <laughs> You're vegan, too. Yeah, yeah I'm I vegan. Are you, are? are you really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm cooking it. I'm Me cooking too, it pretty Venice. Venice. Well, you're cooking. I live in you're Venice, not man. Anymore? A little bit. I mean, a little I, bit I'm kosher. 99% vegan. Yeah, my products are vegan. Uh, so you got uh, vegan, vegan and kosher. My my wine is kosher as well. Oh wow, that's complicated to have kosher wine. Very complicated. Is that? No, my, my, I'm sorry. It I'm could. I got yeah. enzymes. All right, that go that I. That my shop opens on Monday, on my website. But I sell enzymes, and they are kosher. Oh, okay. And um, and I had a somebody making. Um, so you deal in blood and family. enzymes mainly. That's your literally. shit right These now. days. Literally. You used to fuck with basketball. Now you fuck with blood and enzymes. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> I do with enzymes. I, I literally try to find the fountain of youth to stay young. I'm it. with you. You I look like good. I like it so much. Thank you very much, Mo. Yeah. Really. Uh, all right. I want to get back to basketball. Okay. Um, this was fascinating. And I got stuff. a pharmaceutical stimulus card that I'm going to give you so you can give your, your listeners 20 to 80% off all your uh, pharmaceuticals. Where? I hook you up. <laughs> all right. Yeah, right. You can um, go get all your mom's drugs and steal them. Like oh, like some Canadian type shit? No, like literally so you can stop going to get bad drugs. If you're going to get bad drugs, you might as well get them from here in America, uh, from CVS and Walgreens and everything else. And every time you do that, you take away a job, and then Obama got to get run in the face by Romney because motherfuckers like you say, what, okay. not in America? Oh, wait, so it was, our, it was pharmaceuticals that he bombed <laughs> that fucking? Let's begin. He fucking bombed. He bombed. Dude, the whole time he was talking, he I I was expecting him to go, wait, what was I talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I like, thought he was gonna say it for real. You every know what? Bernie Mac came on after and was like, I ain't afraid of you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he bombed, is what yeah, I was Dude, oh. he was like a bumbling. Just, I mean, you know what? No, this is what y'all forget. He's a basketball player. Nobody no. wins the game in the first quarter. Well, that's what more. I fucking hate. He does this every. He really he does. does. He, he does. does. He can't. He, he can only play from behind. Also, your math is is pretty piss poor. They got two more. Two Nobody more. Nobody wins in the first quarter. He's no, got two more. First third. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kidding. it's first third. But no. But I don't. That's the thing I don't like about Obama is that he does. He is a he is it's, a ball player, just, and he and he's always like literally the fact that healthcare got through, and then it looked like it was. The civil, the the Supreme Court was going to overturn, and they were like, "Whoopsie, Dave!" Like the he's a lucky motherfucker. There's a motherfucker to his right saying, "I'm going to kill Big Bird," and he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. have, he can't be like, "He's going to kill Big Bird." You know what I think happened? <laughs> he will. You know what I think happened? I think he literally couldn't, wasn't prepared for the way he Romney, got other shit going modern, on. No, absolutely, he does. that's that. true. He's got a full time job, but also I don't think he was prepared for how fucking uh to the left romney was gonna start going well that's stupid like romney went to the center and he was kind of like 
Wait, what? You know You're, what he, you know what I, Romney did today, which was fucking brilliant. Is he immediately after like schooling Obama in the in the debate, he came out and said, "I was a hundred percent wrong about the forty-seven percent thing. That was a terrible, awful thing to say. I apologize." Yeah. So now he won the debate, and Obama didn't say shit, and now Obama can't say shit next. Yeah, but debate. Obama was still he was still. I think now I think he's got to go like Mitt. I don't know who you are. There's this Mitt here. I've I've read up on you. I right. honestly don't know because. I hear so many conflicting things. They're going to have to sell him as a flip-flopper. Right. That's what I think. Or just like the guy who was running the primary Mitt Romney or the but, general election Mitt Romney yeah. are two very different oh, guys. Sure. Either way, he sounded very Reagan, and he and he looked regal. And that, yes. and, Romney. And, and we are in yeah. a, a time, yeah, we are in a time where looks matter. That's oh, what 100%. American Idol, X, X Factor, yeah. The Voice, I'm You're just right. mentioning these kind of shows. Yeah. And they believe, and this society believes reality shows are real. Right. So once you believe reality shows are real, then you're going to buy in to what he looks like. Oh, yeah. Right. A hundred percent. And sounds like, you know, there's a girl in our office today that was like, you know, I did. I was really worried about Mitt Romney if he won uh, before, but I saw him and he just, I felt like, oh, he seemed presidential, so I'm less worried. It's like, that shouldn't be less worrying to you that someone right. looks presidential. Right. His policies are fucked up. But that doesn't matter. Just like you say, she just felt like put at ease because he seemed like he could be a president. Right. He exactly. looks like a president. He yeah. does. But he looks less like... So does Obama, like, though. No, I'm kidding. He looks <laughs> less like the electorate than Obama does. He looks less like an American... Like America in 2012. Obama, to me, looks like America in 2012. If you were to put everyone together in a big pot and mm -hmm. mix them up... He'd look way more like Obama than he would like Mitt Romney. Yeah, I mean Romney could have been schooled and was. I mean that was sad, man. I didn't like it. I I I just think one too many people were telling him to watch his body language, so he decided not to look up. And then he was deciding, I think, on to listen and not go on what he was talking about, what they were talking about, and the questions were right. So I think he was looking for things to make sure he hit certain points and not listen. He wasn't listening to what he was saying. I think you're right. absolutely and right. And it made yep. made Romney look like, hey man, I'm I'm trying to save the world here, and you're looking down. Yes, yeah. right. Here's a which leads to my next question, which is, I have a theory that uh, it's not my theory, but a, a guy who it's basically Obama is worried about become is being painted as an angry black guy, and there was the the video. Uh, the, from 2007 where he was talking to the black church that came out a few days ago, which was fucking hilarious, by the way, because he literally was like blacking it up. Oh, he blacks it up. And it was fucking laughable because we've all, I do black rooms. Of course I want to black it up, but I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but you're not black. <laughs> no, I know, but I wouldn't even do the Gary Owen. That's yeah, of course my, not. I've, but, I, but it's fucking that would hard. Be fully it would disingenuous. Be, no, ag agree, but I think that when you do black rooms, the, the inclination is to morph into whatever that is. As a guy who is a black guy, <laughs> um, where are you on? You make a conscious decision in terms of like uh, uh, not coming, coming across a certain way, presenting yourself a certain way. <clears throat> the thought of th this is my thought. I always had, I always had. Uh, um, a twang in my voice that when I spoke, you knew I was black. I can't change it. Right. So even though I can have a pretty good vocabulary, I know what's funny when I use it and when I don't use it. I know, as my mother said, I can speak the king's language and I can speak 
with those fools, with the gestures. So I, I can do both things, but I don't walk in and be like, oh, my niggas, what's up? Yo, yo, where the, where the bitches at? I don't do that. Right. I go, what up? Where your mama? You know, I may say that. <laughs> right. Same difference. Right. These hoes started my feet. You know, just, I, I don't know about playing it up, but this is another thing, too. When, you, when you're wanting something from somebody, you better be something they're accustomed to or they're comfortable with. Right. If you're uncomfortable with him, you're not getting it. He wanted their votes. He wanted yeah, their Yeah, and backing. I think Obama's right not to play the the anger card. I mean, I, I like he can't for what? He can't really What does bring, he have to be angry he about? He can't, but also he can't like he brings race up and he's no longer the president. He's a black dude. Right. You know, it's like the Trayvon thing or the 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 uh, the thing with Harvard, the Harvard professor, where he's mm-hmm. like they were, he acted stupid. He had, the police acted foolishly. Then it becomes like, wait, are you? We thought you were. We were all in this together. And I and I think he's right not to mention that shit because it, the way he put it, the way they wanted to hear it, the way people want to hear it, doesn't mean that that's the way you have to present it. Even though he said the same thing, if he were to say the police up there are racist motherfuckers, <laughs> and I was up there and I felt it, and now that I'm president, I want something done about it, right? First thing they would have said is, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, right. here he is. We knew it. But yeah. saying they did something foolish is the same thing because right. that is a foolish thing to do to a professor from a school that the president went to, and now we have this is the attention we want? Motherfucker, you're losing the job. You may not okay. be this week. Let me ask. All right, I, let's talk about this because I, I have a different <coughs> take on the What's the – was it Henry Louis Gates? Yes. All right. What if they're – if I'm the cop – and I said, Henry Louis Gates looks, I mean, he's like a together guy, but he's like jamming the door. He was like fucking banging and, and he, he was in the house. Was he, the time he the was on the came. porch, right? No, he was in the That's house. That's racist though for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that he was ever on the porch. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. The landing. I shouldn't say the porch. He was, he was in the house and the cop knocked on the door and he came to the door with his cane. He said, can I help you? And he goes, uh, we had a response that somebody was breaking in. He goes, no, this door always jams, and I got it worked out. But who would call you to tell you my door jammed? He said, well, one of the one of the neighbors. He was like, oh, they called and said they saw what my door jam, and the guy was like, do you have it? Is this your house? He said, yeah. And he's looking at it and seeing everything. He goes, right. Can I see your ID? Goes, I'm not fucking show you my ID yeah. that this is my house. Yeah. That's where it went. Okay, yeah, no, that right. is foolish. Because I always heard it was like cops saw him no. at the front the, on the porch pulling. The people at the across door. the street literally said, "Why are you arresting him? He lives here. What are you doing?" Oh, but at that right. point, it was like an ego thing. Even they probably yeah. knew it was the, the legit dude, but they were like, "Fuck that, this dude's talking right." Yeah, shit. okay. Is it? I, I get, my question is: Is it something that you're uh, conscious of, uh, hour to hour? Yes. Okay. I, I, I see it still, but this is the cool thing. My daughter goes uh, uh, to a school, and this school speaks another good, language. Good for her. And uh, they, they teach you other languages. And her best friend is uh, a Pacific Islander and white kid. Her other best friend is Indian. And her first president is Obama, and Nicki Minaj is the star rapper, mm-hmm. and Justin Bieber is the star hip-hop pop artist. 
So and it's like a whole different. She paradigm. watches television with everybody's the same color. She watches dance up, and white people can dance and have rhythm. And One Direction as a Muslim kid in it, the biggest boy band in the world. Is that true? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting what you're saying. Yeah, like, my my daughter sees it. Like, why do you? Why are you tripping? Yeah, you know? and your daughter will never again have the thought: Could a black man ever be president? No, like she doesn't have any conception of second class citizen. Right. None. And, and I, do you think that's class based? I think that's. I think. Do you that's think it's based on? I. But do you think it's also I you're do, wealthy? You brought her no, up in a certain I, class. No, I think. I think it's America. I think to this point, the MTV took away. Um, there's no more Soul Train. There was right. a reason for Soul Train because there was American bands there, and there was right. a reason for Soul Train. There, when integration got to the point, integration is at its complete. Explain the best BET right Awards. Now. Um, <laughs> less money to be in Atlanta. But I think what you <laughs> won't happen again. But uh, oh, you want to know something Atlanta. else? That no, no. Changed? But I'm saying it's like react. I, right. It's just racist that you want white hear? people can't win a BET award. Uh, they can. I mean, Eminem they can, did. but they ain't gonna. Did he really? Yeah. What did he win? Best rap artist. Best white rapper. Best white rapper. Wait, let me say best this. ignorant white boy. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Oh my God! This is a great. Okay, I have to leave. Yeah, all no, right, I got let's it. wrap it up. Um, I got things to do. No, but what? All right, but I still, I think it is. I think you got to admit to some class part. It wasn't in your no, because I think, no, no, I think that's it, what I think that's what it is. It's almost like I keep speaking to you about India. It's like the um, being a Brahmin and being a um, and, and being an untouchable. It, it wasn't a class thing. It's seriously right now. Every white and black kid watched Jersey Shore. They also watch Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Right. We also wear the same clothes, except for the shit most wear. Come on now. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I uh, dress like Kanye West. No, yeah, because brothers are dressed like that. I know. Yeah, yeah, very for real right now. And yeah. and and that's the whole what, skateboarding, right? Me and my cousin used to skateboard because the white kids in our neighborhood skateboard, and I went and I had to have a skateboard. Yeah. So I skateboarded. Now, seriously, cats are wearing backpacks and skateboarding. In Crenshaw, did I tell you I was right. going that? In right. Crenshaw, so it's it's one culture now. America has after September 11th that that black and white shit kind of faded because I like Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber likes this. Um, uh, um, I like this movie. I'm a dance at this point. I'm gonna, right. everything is mixed now. It's not. It's right. no. It's not 1979 and Roots is coming on. Well, right. Yeah. Russell Simmons said it. Russell Simmons said white people make it, black people make it cool when he was saying it because I never bought any Argyle. Huh. Right? right, and so he made he took argyle and put it into hood because he knew no one in the hood is wearing argyle. Huh. But if you want to dress up and be fly and fat farm and be acceptable to go somewhere else, you can wear this argyle. That's fascinating. Right? It, it was it was it's a trip on how he. I agree. Hey. I agree. And but you're, I guess I would say if you were if you worked construction in an Alabama, then think about their kids go to college because my father, born like I said, drove truck in Manhattan. There was no way I was not going to college and coming back with a degree. He only went to the eighth grade. So that cut that off. He made sure that I got to that point. And it was like, I expect, he said, on my wall, I don't want your dead picture. I don't want a picture. That's my son. He died. This and Somebody Hmm. shot him. I want a degree. I want to put it next to Ronnie's, and I want to put it next to Jerry's. Those and I products. want him someday selling a male enhancement product. <laughs> that's right. How do they find it? What's your website? Uh, JohnSally.com. S-A-L-L-E-Y. And uh, they have, well, Monday we'll have the website. Uh, I go to Vegas this week for the natural supplement um, convention. I got beautiful women walking with me. Beautiful. I and love uh, it. it's serious. Looking at my ankles. Everybody go to JohnSally.com. <laughs> 
Uh, we did it. John been, Zally. He's an interesting guy. Dude, that was a great, great, a, you're, great you're, uh, I think this is the best you had. I've always... <laughs> probably right. Just curious. Always <laughs> been a fan. You're now a five-time champion. That's right. <laughs> Guys... Uh, all right, you couldn't leave it at you're now a five time <laughs> no, champion. A really lovely no, way to cut, end the I'm episode. Cut, I'm guys, cut out. no, I'm cut. I'm. Get, we will always oh, gotta cut. get the last word. <laughs> that right. was the problem. <laughs>